the holy ghost wow. and this is within then about a year later ends up getting engaged to another woman on the worship team and oh, they've been for the last several years so Dude. you know listen i mean sometimes we do deliverance services sometimes we do funerals and that that service was the death of ruby Ooh. diamond wow Ooh, that's wow. so good all right, here's one. Man, I'm I'll, I'm about to fall over again. What are some things? All right, this is a good one. I like this one. What are some things, or let's just say one thing. What is one thing you should never do in deliverance? This is, the, this is one thing you guys can think about. I'll go first so you guys can think. This is one thing where you want to tell someone, do not do this. I've done this. Do not do this. What's the one thing? For me, I always tell people, do not do deliverance alone. If you are a guy, do not go to do deliverance on a girl by yourself we have people i had one pastor say hey there's a girl on my staff and i was going to do deliverance at his church with another pastor friend of mine or one of my pastors and we are going to spend a weekend doing deliverance and he said there's this girl she doesn't want anyone in the room it's just going to be you and her i told her that you don't do that i told her will you please do this she's one of our pastors and nothing will happen uh, no absolutely not i will never do deliverance with me and a girl by myself I will never do deliverance. I'm a married man. She's a married woman. I see this all the time, guys. You're like, well, I wouldn't do that, but people do this. Married women, they get involved in deliverance and they're out at midnight at some dude's house doing deliverance on him. And they're like, I don't know why my husband's mad. I know why, because you're at some random dude's house from the deliverance map doing deliverance, or you're up late on Discord. There's there. I just say this in my Discord because there's a lot of married women and married men. They get saved, they get in deliverance, and they're on Discord till four in the morning. And this is you know voice chat with young people or older people doing deliverance on each other. It's like, listen, if you're a married woman, you have no business on Discord till three in the morning with a married man doing deliverance on him. So don't use deliverance as a tool to think it's okay to do stuff you shouldn't be doing. And also, deliverance is very spiritual. When you're doing deliverance on someone, it's a spiritual thing that happens, so you should be very careful. I am not gonna go do deliverance on a married woman by myself or just with a bunch of other women. I'm gonna have accountability. I'm gonna have other pastors with me. This is very important that you do not get caught doing this by yourself because it's just not right. It's not appropriate. So that's one big no-no. That's my number one. I will never do deliverance on a woman by myself ever. I don't care what anyone says, what they, well, it doesn't matter. That's a huge no for me. What do you, what are your guys' no's that you're like, don't do this when it comes to deliverance? Go ahead, Daniel. Don't require, don't require people to sew before they get delivered. Yeah. <laughs> Vlad's yeah. opening it up. Vlad's opening it up. Don't, so. don't, don't put your hands on sensitive areas of the opposite sex. There you go. That's another one just that, like that. There you I, go. I see, yeah, I see a lot of, I see a lot of men. They'll put their hands on women's bellies and stuff yes. like that. And I'm like, guys, right. y'all need to mm -hmm. cut that or the lower part of a back. And even I've seen this, especially people who have them seducing spirits, they'll, the spirits will take the hand of a man and try to mm, put it close to yes. a man's, yeah. a woman's body part. And I'll watch men deliverance ministers or women, depending mm. on what it is, because the men do it too, that they'll allow that spirit. And now you got a big old mess going yes. on. So I, I say sure. stay away from sensitive areas in deliverance ministry. Yeah, yeah honestly, I think guys should just be on the shoulder or on the head. I mean, even the back, yes. like, you shouldn't be having Top. your hand on a girl's bra strap. I'm just saying, like, it's just not appropriate. Yeah, no, and I, no. Daniel, I'm glad you brought that up because I see this Good. all the time in ministers doing this. Even guys I know, I'm like, bro, you should know better than that. Like, what are you doing? Yep. Sorry, Jenny, go I for it. I just wanted to throw that in there. No, that was perfect. It's, it's needed protocol. Also, along the lines of touching, you shouldn't be getting aggressive. I've seen people grab necks. I've seen people... Listen. Say it louder, Jenny. Say Just it louder. My neck's hurting thinking about it. 
they read about the cancer being punched out and then they go around punching everybody. But I'm like, but no cancer fell out when you did it, though. That's the thing. Come on. Ooh, come on. People, grabbing people by the throat. I've seen people slapping people in the face like, ow, 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 ow. Come on. That's, that's just ridiculous. It's embarrassing for the person. Many times it could be traumatizing. And then one thing I'm going to say is a don't for me. I don't know how you guys feel about this is we don't force deliverance on non-believers. So yeah. I know family members will bring them and be pushing them up in there. And they're just like, they don't even, they don't, they're not saved. They don't want deliverance. It, you shouldn't be forcing that on them, especially if they're an unbeliever. It's good. Mm -hmm. So good. I know everyone's at the bit. Go for it, Ricard. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, let me let me be quick so nobody takes what I'm about to say. I have to think of another thing. Here. <laughs> no, but something that I was saying, this is uh, this is when it comes to people who maybe do interrogation of demons and stuff a little bit. Uh, not everyone does that. So this may not apply to everyone. But if you've ever had an interrogation with demons and everything, this is actually an internal hungry gen joke. And I'm going to share it to the world today because we used to share this joke all the time. So we had this life group leader. He was super excited about doing deliverance in his life group. And I know Pastor Vlad know this story. The guy is actually watching right now. <laughs> and he was ministering. He was just learning deliverance newly. So he, they were praying in the, in the life group for this young guy uh, who, who, you know, needed deliverance and stuff. And as he was praying, the, the kid twitched a little bit. Like he twitched in his eye or something. And the guy instantly goes in for the kid. He's like, who are you, you demons? Speak out. Who are you right now? And the kid freaks out. The kid is like, ah, ah, you know, kind of like, so, so the, the guy thought he's manifesting even more. The demon is coming out more. It's like, who are you? Who are you? Finally, the kid like speaks out and he's like, I'm Lucas. Aren't you Lucas? <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lucas. <laughs> Lucas was confused. So luckily there were some people around there who could like, hey, because as a minister, you always have two mm -hmm. ways to deal with the deliverance. And that's either mm -hmm. escalate or de-escalate. Mm -hmm. And escalating the, the, the deliverance isn't mm -hmm. always the way out. Sometimes you need to de-escalate and the demon will come out, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, occasionally, Jesus told the demons, hey, be quiet and come out right now. Be still and come out and stuff like that. So don't, don't get thrown into like the mannerism of some other minister. Like, oh, Isaiah casts demon out like this. So I have to do it. And, and maybe Pastor Vlad interrogates demons and, and I have to do that. And then you like... You basically go in for it and, and not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit uh, and let that be the discer discerning factor before you start interrogating. It, it gets confusing if you're, if you're... And as a new person, it might happen, but let's try to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit as you're ministering so you don't uh, uh, mess people up more. Because so they, they're good. like, did I have a demon or not? I don't even know, bro. That's so good. Oh, Sorry, Lucas, if you're watching, bro, we we're, we we apologize for that on behalf of Pastor Vlad, senior pastor of Hungry Gen. I hope you got a little compensation or something. No, I'm just kidding. Anybody else have any big notes? Yeah, I think okay. I, I have like two. I'm going to piggyback what Vlad said. Without a shadow of a doubt, don't charge for deliverance. Never charge for deliverance. All right. But this one. Um, is be discreet when you're confronting particular demons so that you're not shouting out someone's sins in mm -hmm. front of the whole church. That's good. You know, there are some demons that you can speak and confront in their ear rather than yes. shouting it out on a mic. 
So that That's way good. you're not embarrassing someone while you're setting them free from, let's say, pornography. And now the whole church mm-hmm. knows that brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so has some issue with pornography. Yeah. They'll get free, but they won't return back to the church, you know. Mm-hmm. So always uh, know when to put the mic away, speak to the ear, and then other times you can confront it publicly and others you don't. So good. I would also add one more uh, component is that if somebody has a uh, mental illness and they've been diagnosed, that you don't tell them to stop taking medicine after you deliver them or claim that this deliverance healed them of the mental illness. We've seen where mental illness was completely gone after a person is delivered because the demon was directly responsible for mental illness. But not understanding the dynamics between disorders and demons can cause a person who at that moment gets delivered and feels really good and they're actually ready to throw away all their medicine and all of their medication and then they have the withdrawals even if they got completely healed but sometimes people will have withdrawals and so and I think that because we're not medical professionals and we live in America which has 75% of world's lawyers you will end up in a lawsuit or in the worst case scenario, which we had that, where a person almost took their life a week later um, because they stopped taking medicine. We didn't tell them to stop taking medicine. This girl was on the heaviest dose of medication that her doctor ever prescribed to anybody. She was in Satanism and she was on this uh, dose of medication for 10 years. She came, she was delivered completely and so we didn't necessarily pay too much attention by not giving her specific instructions to talk to her doctor and have her wean her off because of the kind of medicine she was on. So she goes cold turkey, flashes everything down the toilet, and then she starts having very heavy repercussions. And so so then she came to our internship. We had to kind of work with that. And so we've learned through that if somebody comes in and they have a mental illness, we cast out the demon. We pray for healing of mental illness. Sometimes it's you get one and two. Sometimes you get one, you don't get the other one, and they have to continue to work with their doctor. But then the medicine begins to work or whatever the treatment that they had begins to work because once the demon is gone, a lot of times the treatments work a lot faster and people actually recover faster. And so that's been uh, our approach. My personal one, and this, I don't know how you guys kind of uh, handle on that, but I am personally against uh, commending God's angels during deliverance i do believe in inviting and asking god to send his angels but this idea of you bossing angels around like they're part of your staff um or like they're part of your like they're on payroll with you i feel like you know and i have a whole whole teaching on that where god's angels they actually hearken to god's voice even jesus asked the father to send the angels he didn't go like hey left and right come over here uh, gabriel g- g- grab this person on the left uh, take this person to the right i believe they were given authority over demons not over angels but they are serving us but we have to ask god's permission and invitation to involve god's angels in the deliverance but most important i feel like sometimes people because i've seen some young guys literally deliverance hasn't even started and he's already uh, like inviting 27 angels to help him I was like, bro, you got the G- you got Jesus, you got the Holy Spirit. Why don't you just rely on the name and ask the Holy Spirit to help you out? I mean, they are employed by Him. So, I mean, and He's already giving you the authority. Why are you involving the whole staff of God's heavenly cord to come and help you out? It's good. Anybody else before we go to the next one? Yeah, I got, I got a few just quickly. First one would be don't neglect discipleship. It's good. Oh, that's good. I mean, the thing that happens after deliverance is just as important as the thing that happens during the deliverance. And the goal is to take them from delivered to discipled. And so don't neglect discipleship. Do you want 
do you want deliverance or the deliverer? Because discipleship is when you get to know the deliverer. Deliverance is when you receive deliverance from the deliverer. Uh, the other one that I would say, uh, I'm just trying to hit some stuff that you guys um, didn't hit because these, these answers were so good, is um, don't ever give up. I mean, don't assume somebody's free. Like early on in deliverance, I think a lot of demons acted like they were gone and faked yes. me out. So a lot yes. of demons have stories of like, yeah, young Mike Signorelli, I got him, man. <laughs> Not no mo. Uh, we're going to get you this I, time back around. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I actually, this woman was like, oh, she sighed a relief and her shoulders slumped over and everybody started clapping. And, and I remember the Holy Spirit saying, that demon's playing you. You know, that demon's yep. not, not gone. And I said, devil, I know you're still there. And then this woman just threw her head back and went <laughs> like that. The whole place jumped back. Everybody got scared. And it was a huge lesson for me. Don't assume that people are free. The other thing is deliverance takes time. Yes. It takes time. And so, you know, sometimes you want it to be done. And so you're cooperating with the demon because you because I think yes. deep down inside you might know that it's still there, but you're like, I'm tired. I McDonald's know, drive-thru is about to close in 20 minutes. I got it, <laughs> you know. And so you you really have to dig in and say, No, this is this is for the long haul. It's good. So those are just a couple of I've been things. at the end of deliverances and I'm like, because we always teach like go if you're doing a one-on-one -on -one deliverance, go check when you're done, make sure this stuff's not there. So you do another check, another poke around, as yeah. Jenny says. And I'm like praying, like I'm trying to pray please fast because I'm like, please don't. And the last <laughs> one is like, Rah! I'm like, no. All right, cancel lunch. <laughs> We're gonna keep it's like, man, you want to be just done. I'm like, I'm tired of these demons. But man, that's so good. All right. Listen, guys, we've been going for two hours and 20 minutes, but there's still 10,000 people wow. on here. So it's, wow. it's like, feels so bad to end with 10,000 people. Let's just go a couple more. If you guys are okay with like one or two more, uh, I know it's late for you guys. So, uh, but yeah, there's 10,000 people still watching. So <laughs> I'm like, man, I hate to close when there's 10,000. Uh, why do people vomit during deliverance? Somebody tell me, somebody tell me why people are throwing up. We got bags out there. They don't understand. What's all the manifestations of vomit, spitting up? What are your guys' thoughts on that? All right, no one. Okay, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Daniel, go. <laughs> Can we go all at once? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's not a really difficult thing. It's just they come out they come out in that way. You know, they come out in it's almost like I've seen them come out in like almost Ghostbuster ooze. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? They've come out in some really green stuff. They come out in blood even. Uh, they just come out in in that way. They come out as air. They come out as vomit. I mean, they're foul creatures. You got to understand, they are very foul, unclean things. So they come they come in out in unclean ways. I mean, I, I want I don't want to get too gross right now, but they literally come out of every orf, open <laughs> open area on your body. I've seen leakage out of the ear. I've seen blood. I've seen that snot. I've even seen the lower parts do some stuff, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, I've had a woman getting delivered on my couch one time, and, well, yeah, the couch wasn't no good after that. So, you see, it's just it, they just come out. They're unclean, so they come out in uh, out of unclean ways. That's that's my opinion on it. I'm sure you guys might have some deeper revelation on it. Blood yeah. covenants usually come out in blood sometimes, you know? So, mm -hmm. And there isn't really that much more to it. Mo most of the answers if you ask the person in their testimony they will explain to you 
We had a person uh, who, uh, during our last conference here, Race to Deliver, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was praying for her. Uh, the demon was speaking out, and then she fell down. The demon came out, and immediately after the demon had come out, she started coughing. So sometimes the demons can come out, like through vomiting as well, especially spirit of infirmity and stuff. But this particular woman, immediately after the demon left, she started vomiting, and it was a lot. It was actually the most I've ever seen. It was insane amounts. Uh, and after that, she said that she has never had a single day sober from, from drugs since high school. Like, she was on every uh, opioid, every drug that you can imagine. And she shared, after she vomited all that out, it was like she sobered up. It's like... A spirit of infirmity sometimes, spirit of witchcraft, uh, uh, they come out through that. And many times healing happens uh, con in connection with deliverance. As the spirit comes out, the body can now heal up as well. And the body can now reject that, those sicknesses, whatever it might be that is coming out. Many times blood and, and other things that are, are coming out. Other times people might, and this is a little bit more deeper into the witchcraft circles and stuff. Many times people have been involved in actually drinking, uh, drinking concoctions or drinking some mm -hmm. kind of uh, mm -hmm. spiritual things. And those things are not like, oh, I drank some kind of bloody, blood substance or whatever to, to generate a, a love spell or something. And after that, they think that, oh, that's just out of the body. But it, it was spiritually infused. So some portion of whatever they put into their body is still there. And so as it's coming out by the power of Jesus Christ, you know, those things are coming out as well through vomit or, or in mm -hmm. any other way. So, so that's my understanding. It's not really rocket science. You know, something's bad inside and it's coming out kind of. That's good. I've got, this, I've got this real quick, like Greek explanation of the word expel. So in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. But that word cast out is the Greek word ekbalo, which actually is, it's like a compound Greek word. And what it means is to physically throw out. And so when you think about vomit, I think vomit is connected to X below, like to to expel demons. They're violently being thrown out. And so the physical is mimicking the spiritual. And so I've always looked at it like uh, even that eight year old boy. And this is such good evidence when I was doing the deliverance on the eight year old boy at the conference. You know, he he bent over and started to violently vomit, but it was like coexisting with Mark 16, 17, that X below or what, you know, the the to expel the demons out. So it's like if you're expelling a demon out of a person, their body is going to physically expel vomit out as well. I think they mirror each other. That's so good. That's good I think, too, you know, demons have to come out of somewhere and this is the non-spiritual i mean this is the non like them coming out vomit when a demon comes up through your airwaves air your um, esophagus it mm. triggers your gag reflex so if a demon's coming out of you and it's triggering your gag reflex then you'd be coughing you'd be vomiting so i think in a real practical sense if a demon's being shoved out of your throat it's hitting your gag reflex and you're vomiting up not always necessarily a demon even though i think like what you said daniel and ricard is that happens too as well but i think in a practical sense it's your body's reaction to something coming out of your throat like if something came out of your throat you're going to gag and throw up that's how so i think that's part of the physiological side of a demon leaving a person whether it's through their mouth through their nose it's like these things are mysteries and we don't know it all 
And like the fact that a demon could be in a body part, how do we explain that? We can't. We don't always want to rationalize, intellectualize everything. But a lot of times, these are real practical, real things. There's a reason why this happens to thousands of people. And when we do deliverances, people that have never even saw deliverance are throwing up. It's like it's a real thing, that right. a phenomenon that happens. In the Bible, people foamed at the mouth. People fell as if they were dead. People screamed loudly. One boy was being thrown in water and fire. So these are not like mm-hmm. far off fringe doctrines that are unorthodox this is like orthodox that these manifestations happen even in scripture as people are being delivered um okay let's do one last one and then we're gonna have a prayer we're gonna pray mass deliverance and then we'll end it because if not we'll go like four hours and we're already two two hours and 30 minutes i want to respect everybody's time not everybody you know wants to stay up all night long like maybe i do all right let me do this last one. I know it's three hours ahead for them. I got to remember. I totally forgot. You guys are already like almost midnight. Um, sorry about that. Last one here is dealing with stubborn demons. Okay. This is like the one everybody's always asking, wants to know. I want to know more about this. If you're doing deliverance, we've every single one of us have come into a place where the demon just won't leave. I mean, you're commanding it. You're calling that you're asking you, even though Vlad said, maybe don't always, you're asking for the angels. You're calling, you're going, Lord, send me an angel. I, I mean, guys, I've had times where I cannot get a demon out. I don't know what to do. I just start preaching to the demon. I'm like, Jesus died on the cross. And in the book of Acts, I'll, I'll pray over the finances. I don't care. I just get so desperate because I cannot get the demon out. I put it on worship music. I'm like, maybe let's drink some cup of coffee. That might help. I don't know. What do you guys do when you stall out you know, when you're you're casting and I nothing a, happens i had a funny a funny uh, this is not a practical tip this was just uh, <laughs> me and my cousin Ilya, pastor Ilya. uh one time we were doing deliverance and this guy was really late and the demon just didn't want to respond at all so the guy was on par- he, the guy was on parole and he was actually wanted by police so me and Ilya <laughs> no, pull away dude. and we're this like good. hey this good and, and i'm like hey bro I am tired. This is not working. Let's just call cops. Let's just uh, let's just get him in the thing. And, and he was like, "Hey guys, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving." He got delivered instantly. What's going on over there, Hungry Jed? What is going on over there, Hungry Jed? Get out or go back to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 brings a stubborn one to remembrance with me too. I remember I was dealing with a demon in Arizona. And the, the demon, the demon kept just going and going and going. And I had a Paul moment and I just got so irritated. I looked and I said, shut up. And when I said that, <laughs> the, the, the woman dropped like she was dead and got up and screamed and was so happy she got set free. So I've had a few of those myself. <laughs> my, I guess you my know, practical something... advice. Go ahead, Julie. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I no, was no. going to say that, that something that I have learned about demons that they don't want to come out is about repentance and this is a testimony we were in a conference and there was this girl that she was manifesting and they were around her like people casting out demons on her for 25 minutes and suddenly i felt it to go and i just commanded demon to 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 shut his mouth and i just asked her i feel like I feel like you have been abused when you were young, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is telling you that you need to forgive. I guide her through a prayer of uh, forgiving that person, and then I command the spirit of witchcraft to leave, and it was instantly. So I believe that the deafness of your repentance is the deafness of your deliverance. So sometimes when we see those demons that they don't want to come out, it's because there is a legal right. So that's when we need the Holy Spirit to see maybe the person needs to forgive someone, because I found that I believe that the key to deliverance is forgiveness. Why? The Bible says that Father forgive me as I have forgiven others. So how can we tell God, Father, forgive me for witchcraft, or I repent for this, if you are in your heart, uh, holy 
holding into unforgiveness against someone. So this is something that I have learned throughout these years is that, okay, you don't want to come, you don't want to come out. That is a legal right. Okay. You need to forgive. I got you into the prayer of forgiveness, repent, and it's instantly. So, um, yeah. So good. Yeah, and, and piggybacking off of that, exactly like uh, Julie said, it's really important how you do that in a practical sense. And my wife, this is literally her area. She's a total demon slayer, by the way. Shout out to my wife again. Uh, she would literally like try to call the person back during the deliverance. So like the demon is manifesting. There's no progress. It, the demon is not coming out. You can be like, hey, I, let's say that the, the person's actual name yeah. is Ricard, but the demon was some other demon. He's like, hey, Ricard, Ricard, can you come back for a moment? Ricard, Ricard, are you there? Hello? And try to get the attention of the person back to kind of like yeah. come back to their senses. And then you lead them through those kind of prayers. Like, hey, do you really want to receive deliverance today? This is your moment. You can't hold back. Lead them through yeah. prayers of, of repentance. Maybe there's some conscious sin that they haven't repented from or releasing forgiveness and so on. And then you go for it one last time. What I noticed many times when you do that and then you pray for them again and, and like the demon doesn't manifest as much as it did originally. And and first time it happened to me, I'm like, oh, oh, no, the demon hid somewhere deep, deep inside. I can't get it out again. Most of the time, those prayers, literally, the demon is leaving as they are going through those prayers. Mm -hmm. So after that, you go one more time, put it on the fire again. And if there's manifestations at that time, most of the time, something will lose. Okay, there will be some kind of progress. And, and, and if there is absolutely zero progress, this is my standard at least. I'm and not, and not everyone is the same. My standard is if there is absolutely no progress after 20, 30 minutes with a demon, like uh, I know it's a demon uh, or, or I think it's a demon and there's no progress, like literally no change. It's not weakening. It's not being broken down or nothing. I changed my strategy and like, God, is this actually spiritual or is something else going on here? Because I don't believe that a demon inside of a person and this is my understanding correct me if i'm wrong a demon inside of a person can not perpetually resist the name of jesus they can't mm. they cannot perpetually resist the power in the name of jesus is more than them and if someone seems to perpetually resist that means maybe it's not primarily demonic. Maybe it's mental, emotional, something. So you have to like change the strategy and maybe go for inner healing, you know, or lead them through some other kind of, of avenue. But when it comes to deliverance prayers, no progress after 20, 30 minutes or, or let's say an hour or let's say two minutes, whatever your cutoff time is. I think no progress. If there's no legal right, then you have to change the strategy and see maybe there's inner healing that needs to happen and so on. That's in, good. You know, in our, in our church, we have the same uh, time frame, about 30 minutes. We actually time the deliverance sessions sometimes, like without limiting the Holy Spirit. And I agree, like mm -hmm. we have a 30 minute time limit, meaning like if there's nothing manifesting, then they are required to change the strategy. But here's something also that I've learned years later. In the beginning, we, we you know, I was deliverance happy, like trigger happy, like I, I'd stay five, six, ten, ten hours. I learned a lesson. Number one, I'm not the savior. You know, yeah. I'm not the savior, man. Sometimes when it's a stubborn demon, you know, I, I, I've come to terms with maybe this person needs multiple deliverance sessions and I'm going to end it right here. We will pick this up in the next session. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'll kind of keep going. We used to call it uh, 
to quarantine them. I know that the pandemic has depopularized that word, but actually in our church, we were using the term, I have a whole teaching on it. Just lock them in a cave, Joshua chapter 10, and deal with them at a later time, where he locked the five kings in a cave and said, I will deal with you at a later time. Let me finish this other battle. There are times uh, at our church where, you know, I realized, you know what? There's probably more variables that need to be explored with this person that I just don't have the time with to be with them 15 hours. I'm going to end it right here and Holy Spirit take control. I bind and I lock those things that are there um, until they get set free at another time. But here's one thing I do know that when we do stop the session, knowing that there's another session, even though they might not have been set free from everything, we know they got set free from something. We know yeah. that something did come out. So it might not be a total deliverance, but I'm okay. I've, I've embraced partial deliverances. Like I used to not embrace them, you know, and, and like 99%, I'm going to drive the thing all the way in until I get them. We help them get them free. But there are those 1% when I go, you know what, babe, I think we've done the best that we can right now. My sister, my brother, you know, um, let's leave it here. And I pray, I go into intercession. I bind those things that are there or whatever the case may be. And then we just set them up for another session, maybe a couple of days later, or maybe we give them some assignment. You know, we get into some fasting and praying, then come back. Okay. You know, I'm not the savior, man. You know, like it's yeah. good. Jesus, you know, we're just not the savior. We don't have to like yeah. drive it in for 15 hours and then lose all energy and strength and get frustrated. I, I so That's agree it. with uh, you, Apostle. And my approach to that also is that, you know, the story from Book of Judges, where the Bible says God didn't remove all the enemies to teach, so he can test them and teach them. And so we always encourage when we see that it's a case that is just we've done everything that we can. Sometimes we, like Pagani says, we just bind them and then or whatever that's left of that. And we tell that person that you receive the measure of freedom, begin to work with that, begin right. to yep. get yourself stronger now in the Lord. Right. And then let's come back maybe a month later and then we can go at it again. But make sure when you come back, you're way stronger. Weaken those it's demons because this is your battle. These are not, you know, these are not in me. These are in you. So we're here to serve you. But at the same time, now the Lord has given you freedom. Work with this freedom, get stronger. Let's it's begin good. to fast and pray. And let's come again and we're gonna hit this thing one more time so good we're gonna have we're gonna call it here and because i know it's almost midnight for some of you guys we're gonna have rickard pray mass deliverance and then everyone's gonna get off and now i'm gonna give you guys a chance to give so do not get off and be like oh i'm gonna get away from it we're gonna give you guys a chance this has been historic night i want to also say this before rickard prays we honor <laughs> those that have gone before us bob larson Derek prince don dickerman frank hammond win Worley. i'm missing people but all the deliverance ministers that have gone before us, we definitely honor you. We appreciate you. Thank you for letting us just, you paved the way, letting us walk this out. And we're praying yes. tonight that this is a historic live stream that would pave a way for the next generation. And I want to make sure that we have a spirit of honor and we just appreciate, again, like a Bob Larson, who's still to this day done like over 50,000 deliverances is still doing the work. You guys can say what you want about all the different ministers that have gone before you, but the bottom line is they've paved a way for us and they've made right. a path so that we can trailblaze and continue Amen. going forward. All right. And then we'll do, we'll have Rickard pray mass deliverance and then we're going to do a, um, do an outro for each of us and we will all jump on here for a few minutes. You guys can get off here. So Rickard, go for us. Pray for those listening that are like in the chat. They want to get deliverance. Let's just pray a general prayer mass deliverance over them. All right, guys. So throughout the throughout the live stream here, we've been seeing your prayer requests in the chat. There are so many people that have been saying you've been hearing voices. There's demonic spirits attacking your dreams and so on. We want to pray for you right now. We know as as the Kenite woman, uh, the daughter of the Kenite woman, received deliverance. Uh, uh, distance wasn't a barrier 
at that point. Distance isn't a barrier now either. You can receive deliverance where you are right now. I want you as you're watching, if you need deliverance right now, can you post the fire emoji in the chat? Let us see how many people that want deliverance right now. You know you got something hiding there. There's spirits that is afflicting you. Post it in the chat right now. The fire emoji, we're about to pray for you. Just want to see that you're joining us in prayer right now. Fire emoji in the chat right now. Okay, we see people. Okay, we want to see. You're with us. You're with us. Good, 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 good. Get ready right now. Holy Spirit is about to touch you. He's about to set you free. Deliverance will happen. Some of you are going to start yawning uncontrollably. Some of you are going to start vomiting out right now. Some of you, you're going to have headache and suddenly the headache will release. Demons will be coming out any moment from now. If that's you, raise your hand in the air right now. I want to pray a prayer of anointing right now. Raise your one hand in the air. Raise your one hand in the air right now. If you're watching right now and you need deliverance, just raise your hand. Lord, I pray right now that you will anoint the hand of the people listening right now. If you're under the influence of my voice right now, I pray, Lord, that you will sanctify that hand by the blood of Jesus. In yeah. a couple of seconds, as that hand is being placed, may it be as if it's the hand of Jesus Christ being placed. Lord, anoint it and sanctify it and let your power flow through this hand right now in Jesus' mighty name. At the count of three, I want you to place your hand and we're going to pray right now. One, get ready because a Holy Ghost nuke is about to fall. The Holy Ghost will set you free right now. Two, three, place your hand right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, fire right now. Holy Ghost, fire right now from the top of the heads to the soles of their feet right now. Holy Ghost, fire right now, you demonic spirit right now. Come out! Out right now! Ancestral spirit, out right now! Come out! Out! Come out in the name of Jesus! Demonic spirit afflicting in the dreams. You spiritual spouse, out right now! Out in the name of Jesus! If you are under the influence of my voice, say this prayer right now in Jesus' mighty name. You evil spirit! You evil come spirit. out! Come, come out! out. Come, come out! out. In Jesus' mighty name, right Jesus. now, demons are manifesting. People are receiving deliverance right now. Someone's coughing right now. Someone's feeling heat. Someone, you're feeling pressure in your eyeballs. The demons that entered through the eyes, that spirit of perversion is coming out through the eyes right now. Out! Out! Out in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for freedom right now. Thank you, Lord, that you're setting the captives free right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. Can you type in the chat right now? Let us see what's happening. Let us see, share what's happening right now. What's going on in your house? What's going on in your car, in your bedroom? Type it. What's happening right now? Jesus is setting people free. I want to say one more prayer, and that's going to be it. I believe that Jesus Christ has already started setting people free. I want you to join me with one more prayer right now. Say this prayer right now in Jesus' mighty name. Every familiar spirit, every unclean spirit on the inside or outside, in my soul, in my body, my soul, in my body, out, out, out in Jesus' mighty name. Come out right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come out right now, right there. It's leaving right now. It's leaving right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Lord, for freedom right now. Thank you, Lord, for freedom right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. 
If you're receiving deliverance right now, I want you to pray with me. Say, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for my freedom today. My freedom today. I am delivered. Jesus is my deliverer. Jesus is my deliverer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a powerful, historic night.